Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we are so thankful for this opportunity to celebrate the birth of the Christ, of Jesus. We are so thankful that we can do this together, young and old, and we pray that you are glorified in this place today, that the attitudes of our hearts and the words that we proclaim through song lift your name up and give glory only to you. We love you. In your name, amen. Please stand as we sing a few songs in worship. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to
excited to be uh, just a small part of telling the story of Christ's birth tonight. So let's go ahead and dive into scripture. You can join me right now in Luke 2 verses 1 through 7. 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to his or her town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
let's start over. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you the good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel.
They began praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long lay the world and sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth a thrill Rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, oh, hear the angels' voices. Oh, Christ was born, 
After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who was born? King of the Jews. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Let's stand together. Jesus, may you receive the 
honor that you're to and oh Lord I bring an offering to you and oh Lord I bring an offering to you and oh Lord I bring an offering to you let's pray Father, we are reminded in Scripture how good it is to bring offerings to you. We believe what it says in Romans chapter 12, that we need to offer our bodies as living sacrifices to you, holy and pleasing. It's our spiritual act of worship. So today we bring an offering to you. Our gift this Christmas season is our life. We love you, Father. Please bless our time tonight. In your name, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Can you guys please clap for the kids as they, you guys can go ahead and go back down to your parents now. You guys can go ahead and go down. There, it's not over with the kids. We're going to have more from them in just, a, in just a little bit. If you have a Bible, could you open it up with me to the, to the book of Isaiah? The book of Isaiah. Great job, angels. Isaiah chapter 9. Do... Uh, I want to start off by asking a quick question. Do you remember how it felt as a child on Christmas Eve? Do you remember? If you could boil it down into one word, your Christmas Eve or your Christmas experience as a child, what would that word be? And I'll give you a second. Some of us, I, I was thinking about this a lot, and I, uh, some of us, I bet, one of the first words that would pop into our mind would be excitement. Excitement. As a little kid, just think about it. Excited about a, pre a present, right? Am I the only one that was excited about Christmas? All right. No, excitement. Uh, anticipation for the next day, the presents. Maybe excitement that, hey, it's, it's the holiday season, so there's no school. I'm excited about that. Um, excited is a good word to describe Christmas time. Or maybe a word for you might be like it was for me, the word tradition. Some traditions are good, okay? Some traditions are really good. Traditions like going to a Christmas Eve service or going to Mass. Or for me, as a child, a tradition, my extended family all got together and all of us cousins, we went around the house and we dressed up and then we acted out what we saw today. That's part of what we're doing today. That's a fun tradition to do on Christmas Eve. Or maybe the tradition of a Christmas Eve dinner. Or maybe the word that might come to your mind when you think about Christmas um, as a child is one of sadness. It's, it's kind of hard to think, but it's true that many of us... Uh, have a challenging time going through the holiday season. Uh, it's painful. 
particularly in light of broken relationships or fading health. There are many reasons why some of us think of the word sadness when we think of Christmas. But I think it's a good word. It's a genuine word. It's it's a transparent word. Or maybe it's a different word. Maybe it's something else that you could think of. Or maybe it's all those words together, a little tradition, a little excitement, a little sadness. But you know, for hundreds of years, God's people waited for a Messiah. And they waited with all three of those. Lots of tradition, lots of excitement, and lots of sadness. They waited for for this prince of peace that would come and establish his kingdom forever. They waited with more anticipation than your kids do for the presence under your tree. And for Israel, lots of traditions when it comes to, you hear the kids? Is that kind of crazy? They're excited. That's the word, excitement. Um, For Israel, they had lots of traditions to remember the, the, the truths of the coming Messiah. They also had excitement that the Messiah may come soon, but we can't overlook the fact that Israel had sadness because their sin had separated them from the Father. Sadness was part of their anticipation, their waiting. But through those feelings and those emotions, one thing stands tall for the Israelites, and that is the truth of God's word, his promise. His promises. And it's in the word that we find another word. And I pray, despite all the distractions and the sound and everything, I pray that this is true for your family. That the word that would describe your Christmas, that would describe your kids' Christmas, would be the word hope. Would be the word hope. Isaiah chapter 9, read with me really quick. It says, Verse 1, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. And let's skip down to verse 3, or 2, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them the light has shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest as they are glad when they when they divide the spoil for the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder the rod of his oppressor you have broken as on the day of midian for every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment roll, rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire and this is a huge prophecy lean into this verse right here verse 6 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and and of peace there will be no end, and the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. What is that saying? Oh, and it's saying that there's something to look forward to. So the people that Isaiah was speaking to, they were looking forward with hope. And later on, Isaiah 49 says that he will be the hope for the nation. Why am I saying that? 
I'm saying that God used the prophet Isaiah 3,000 years ago to announce his arrival, that God himself would be born as a baby. He will rule the nations fairly, and his names would display his very character. Did you read those four, four characteristics, those four names? He will be called Wonderful Counselor. God will come and be born as a baby, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, doing things only, or equipping his people for righteous living. He will also be called Mighty God. This person will do things only God can do. And number three, he will be called Everlasting Father. This speaks to his eternality, but also his relational headship. And he will be called Prince of Peace, the Sovereign Lord of Hosts, ruling the nations. I think that's a beautiful picture of our triune God. So why are we saying all this? The words given to and through the prophet Isaiah speak hope to a wandering people. Now, they, as they were waiting for the birth of Jesus, they had this incredible hope, this hope that would come and make things right and establish his kingdom. Maybe you need Christ to make things right in your life. 700 years later, an angel appeared to a little girl and reminded her that God keeps his promises. And he was born. Jesus called Emmanuel. What, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. God himself came to earth. The, the author of life. Imagine an author like Shakespeare. The author of life wrote himself into the story so that the characters within his story might come to life and have an eternal life outside of the boundaries of that book. Does that make sense? He wrote himself into that story. 700 years later, that, that, that promise rings true. And then 2,000 years after that is us, and we have the same hope. This hope isn't confined to just Isaiah's audience or the people of Israel. This hope is a hope for the world. And this is a, this is a word that my wife and I are thinking a lot about this, this Christmas season. We're thinking about hope and how that needs to define us more. Are we a people that are waiting expectantly for the coming of Christ? Do we hope that God is mighty and can do things only God can do? Do we hope in him as our wonderful counselor, our prince of peace? That's a word that I hope describes you this Christmas season. Tonight and tomorrow, many of you, many of us, are going to gather around our Christmas tree in a tradition. Maybe tomorrow morning, maybe one present tonight. But many of us will gather around this tree with tradition and in excitement. And I want to remind all of us to remember that our source of hope is not under a tree, but was found nailed to a tree 2,000 years ago. He's our source of hope. And I want to ask, if you have placed your hope, your joy, your fulfillment in life in anything other than Jesus Christ, to turn over the ownership of your life to Christ. Give it over to him. And I ask that you commit this Christmas and this coming year to getting to know this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting Father, this Prince of Peace.
because he loves you so much. He loves you so much that he wrote himself into history so that you may have hope and a hope everlasting. Can I pray for us? Father in heaven, you are our everlasting Father, our wonderful counselor, our Prince of Peace, our mighty God. Thank you for coming. This is so crazy that you would come and be born and write yourself into this story. But Father, we are so thankful for this Christmas season. And as many of us here come with different feelings and, uh, of, of anxiety or excitement or sadness, Holy Spirit, may you minister to us. Draw us to yourself. And if there are people that are far from you, pursue them. I pray that this year is the worst year for running away from you. Draw us unto yourself and give us the hope that you promise, hope everlasting, that you will come and make things right and make things new. We love you. In your name, amen. All right, would you stand? We're going to sing a song uh, of God with us. Please stand.
Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate him. Now, uh, I'd like to invite all the kids, all the animals, all the, the animals and the shepherds and the angels, come on up front, and you're going to come up to sta stage right here. And, uh, <laughs> okay, come, come on up front. Oh, good animals. Oh, whoa, he went the wrong way. All right. Hey, we can have him. Yep, come on up, right up here. All right. You want to everybody grab one and go stand up front. All right. If you're an animal or a shepherd or all those, go on up, grab a candle. Grab a candle. Okay, so you guys, uh, you can remain standing if you'd like. Um, we're going to sing one more song, and in fear of the sprinklers ahead of us, above us, we didn't get real candles, for, so we got little fake ones for the little kids. Um, I'm a parent. I'm a thinker right now. So it's good. Um, thank you all for coming. I wanted to invite you next week if you'd like to come back. Um, on, we're doing a series in the book of Ephesians. And it's a great book on hearing about the sovereignty of God, how he works in the church, how he works within your family. We invite you to come back. All right. All right. On up here. Come on up. Hi. You want to hold this? Oh, you, yeah, there you go. Good job. Somebody got the cow memo. There's a lot of cows up here.
Amen. Thank you for coming. We hope that you guys have a great Christmas Eve. Celebrate the hope that has come to set the world free. And uh, as you go on out, please uh, hug and shake a, uh, a neighbor's hand and say Merry Christmas. All right, thank you. Have you ever seen